I bet your phone blows up like mine. At some point, you look down and you see a phone number. You don't recognize it. And you think to yourself, hmm, I wonder who that could be. Hello, this is Rachel at Cardholder Services. This is Heather at Account Services. This call is officially a final notice from IRS. Once again, my name is Alejandro, and today we are inviting you to enjoy a beautiful resource. The IRS has issued an arrest warrant against you. Right now, you and your citizen notification regarding your tax filing. We have been trying to reach you. Now, the idea behind today's promotion is to help send you on a family. These are, of course, automated calls that promise everything from free vacations and airline tickets to threats supposedly coming from the IRS. These so-called robocalls have become a real nuisance all across the United States. This month alone, scammers will make, get this, two and a half billion robocalls. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. When you do the math, that's nearly 1,000 calls every single second. The reason for the increase is pretty easy to understand. Last year, Americans lost $9.5 billion to these scam calls. And the risk to consumers is very real. By the end of this year, one in 10 Americans will lose money to these con artists. But in some cases, the damage can go well beyond, say, some simple financial losses. It absolutely shut my life down. I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. And if you're like me, you're so tired of these phone calls, it's driving me crazy. So that's why I decided to put together this Commando On Demand podcast. So this way, we all learn how to protect ourselves and our loved ones from falling victim to these criminal gangs. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the Commando On Demand podcast, because this way you get them delivered to you automatically in whatever player you're using. On Apple iTunes, just hit the subscribe button or on Google Play. Come on, I know you know what to do. That's right. You hit the subscribe button. Yes. Kim Commando is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. Delicious meals at home in under 30 minutes. Start today at HelloFresh.com slash Kim. I remember when I first read this story about this woman. Her name is Kim France. She's a super successful realtor who lives and works on the Carolina coast. Her business, like most real estate agents, is almost totally tied to her smartphone. She makes and takes dozens of phone calls each day from people who are trying to sell their homes and people who are trying to buy homes. She works hard, and she has built this successful life for herself. And get this, her seven children. This woman's busy. But all of this was suddenly in jeopardy earlier this year when something really strange started to happen. Yeah, I got a a phone call from a number that I didn't know. You you know, you kind of get a surge of adrenaline because it means potential money, right, as a realtor. And I picked it up and it was a a weird sound. It kind of was like a a fax machine, but it was not a fax machine. I just don't have any other reference except a fax machine. It sounded digital. Kim was put off, but she didn't think too much of it until seconds later. And the phone immediately rang again. I picked it up again. It was, a, it was a different number. Picked it up again. It was the same sound. I hung it up. Less than 30 seconds later, I got another call. Different number. Picked it up. Same sound. Hung it up. And then they just kept coming. Every few seconds, her phone would ring again and again. And then again and again. Over the next few days, Kim would receive thousands of calls Every single one of them ending with that creepy digital tone on the other end. 
I was just frantic and I was I was trying to figure out what to do. The first thing I thought of was to try to block the numbers, which I did. It would come in on another number. It's actually called phone spoofing. It's the latest weapon in the robo-calling arsenal. This allows con artists to fake whatever number that they're actually calling from. The number that appears on your call display might look like it's coming from your city or state, but it's actually not. The scammers could be in a phone center in India, but the number that appears when they call looks like it was made from, say, down the street. So Kim's next step was something that probably you or I would do. We would call our cell phone provider and complain, right? Well, Kim had to call Verizon. Verizon was not at all helpful. They said, well, there's really nothing we can do. Change your number. I was like, no, changing my number is just not an option. You don't understand. It's on thousands of marketing materials all over the web. It's not possible. For this podcast, we reached out to Verizon to ask them specifically about Kim's story and how often this happens and what they can do to prevent it from happening in the future. Well, they declined the interview, but they did issue this statement. Let me read it to you. Robocalling is an issue that impacts consumers in the entire communications industry. We've been working with the FCC and the entire industry on ways to find solutions. Well, isn't that helpful? I think Verizon's statement is pretty lame. I wrote to the FCC. In fact, I found a contact person at the FCC that was in charge of or advocating for people who were subject to robocalling. And I thought, oh, this is great. I finally found somebody that knows what's happening to me. You know, a lot of people wouldn't take the time to write to the FCC. So when you did, what did they tell you? I got a form letter back that said, we've opened a case for you. Someone will be in contact with you shortly. 36, 48 hours later, I got another email, also a form letter from the FCC saying that my case had been closed. Have you ever thought about contacting the police? Did you do that? I called both the Bluffton uh, Police Department, which is the town in which I live, and I also called the Buford County Sheriff's Office. Both times I spoke to a detective and both times they practically laughed at me and said, (laughs) there's nothing we can do. Sorry, you're on your own. It's so frustrating when you realize that no one is actually going to help you. I couldn't even, I was speechless that there was nothing anybody could do to me. If it has happened to me, it has got to have happened to somebody else. And, 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 I, was, and I was speechless that nobody could help me. I couldn't believe it. It was the worst part of my story. Um, I had, you know, the, yeah, I lost business. Yeah, I, I have no doubt I lost business. Kim's situation is an extreme example of a problem millions of Americans are dealing with. The the question, though, is why? You might remember when just a decade or so ago, when spam email was a huge problem, the government actually passed something called the Can Spam Act, which never really worked. But email accounts were crammed with messages from Nigerian princes and offers for the latest cure for this or that. And the spam has basically disappeared. You hear about it every once in a while on Facebook because somebody gets in spam email, they think it's funny, and they post it. But big companies like Google and Microsoft, they started to compile these blacklists of known scam artists. You see, on the Internet, it's really hard to hide your identity because in order to communicate online, you need to have what's called an IP address. It's a unique ID. So the whole idea is that if you make a banned list of scam IP addresses, poof, No more spam. 
That works probably 90% of the time. As you and I both realize, spam emails does still get through. But when it comes to phone calls, things are not so simple. But there should be some way to stop all the robocalls. I mean, after all, we're talking about computers and programs and algorithms. You want to stay right where you are because coming up, we're going to speak with a phone expert. And he's got some really great things to say. Brought to you in part by our friends at Dreamstime, the world's largest stock photo and video community. The right image anywhere, anytime. Download the most relevant and current images and videos today for only 20 cents each or for free. Visit Dreamstime.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-S-T-I-M-E.com today. Many years ago, I used to sell phone systems for AT&T. I'm talking about large business phone systems. In order for me to sell you a phone system, you had to have at least 1,000 workstations. It was then that I realized that phone systems, or sometimes they were called PBXs back then, were nothing other than huge computer systems that people had to program. And based upon that experience, I've always wondered why caller ID just can't be used to stop all these robocalls right in its tracks. One of the things I wanted to know is, well, why do we actually have robocalling? Why is this a problem? Because for me, I feel like I use Gmail spam filters. I get almost zero spam in my email. It's maybe one or two emails a month that makes it through. And yet I get tons of phone calls to my phone, which are robocalls and scam calls. And so why is this? And specifically from a technical perspective, why does this happen? That's Adam Dupay. He's a security researcher at my alma mater, Arizona State University. He says the reason robocalls are so hard to stop is because the phone systems are actually built on really, really old technology. The phone network evolved from this circuit switched model, which means that every switch along the way between the call only needed to know who the next hop was. They actually don't care about who made the call. And so because of this, uh, what they call an initiate call message does not have the person who's calling you. So this is why, from a technical perspective, before the advent of caller ID, you actually would not know who was calling you. But if you think back when caller ID first became commonplace, that was, say, in the 1990s. Doesn't that reveal who was actually calling you? What happens and the way that caller ID works is it's an optional header on the initiate call message. And so this is why it doesn't have to be included. And this is why you can make calls by trying to hide your caller ID. And because from a technical perspective, none of these switches in the core telephony infrastructure need to know who's initiated the call. None of them check that this caller ID optional header is actually valid. In my USA Today columns and on my national radio show, I talk about web security all the time. And as the hackers and the scammers get more sophisticated, the web security software is also getting more sophisticated. So I guess I'm wondering, why can't we apply some of the lessons of web security, maybe end this problem of robocalls? You've completely described the path of our research. So we looked into it and we found out that actually what's really difficult about phone calls is there is no authenticated, valid caller ID for you to make, let's say, blacklists or whitelists or any type of gray lists, which are very effective at stopping email spam. You can't apply that to the phone network because you cannot fundamentally trust this caller ID header. So is there a quick fix? Is there any fix? When you're browsing 
paypal.com and you see that green lock in the upper left-hand corner, it tells you two things. A, that your communication between you and paypal.com is secure and encrypted, but B, it tells you that you're actually talking to paypal.com. And so that's our follow-up work is actually trying to develop technology to integrate that into the phone network. The reasons why we would like a phone system to accurately reveal who is calling should be obvious. If the number shows that the caller is in India while claiming they're with the Internal Revenue Service, you would immediately know that you're being scammed. And over the last year, IRS phone scams have become increasingly popular. Why is that? It goes back to emotions. People are afraid of the IRS. So the basic idea of this scam is you get a phone call saying, this is the IRS, you owe money on your tax returns uh, to speak to an agent you know, please press one and then they will connect that to uh, a person who will try to scam you out of your money. So, according to section 101, that amount is still outstanding on your name which you have not paid or that you have miscalculated. For that reason, the local authorities with arrest warrant will be at your place, your driving license will be cancelled and everything under your name such your property, your bank account will be seized. That's an example of one of the millions of IRS scam calls being made each and every day. First contact is often made through a robocall. It leaves an automated message supposedly from the Internal Revenue Service. When you call back the number, you end up speaking not with the IRS, but with someone working in a scam call center, maybe in India, maybe in Europe, or somewhere else around the world. Earlier this year, a scam investigator with AARP named Doug Shadell, he was able to make contact with a former employee of one of those call centers. J.S. Dubai was just a teenager when he was hired by the center. And he says that they were calling as many as 50,000 Americans every day. So when we uh, picked up the call, we pretend to be the IRS officers. Hi, this is Officer Adam Smith. I used to say, thank you for calling Internal Revenue Service. How may I help you? People didn't have money to pay. They used to take it from their neighbors, friends and everyone. So it was really not good. Uh, I will just uh, say to the Americans that in the whole world, only people in America get most of the scam calls. Please don't pay any money on the calls. That's what I want to tell them. The call center Jayesh worked at was eventually shut down by the Indian authorities, but many more like it continue the work every day and more pop up. And this brings us back to Adam and his efforts to stop these calls before they are ever made. So Adam, you put on your thinking cap. How would your system work? So the idea is we can use a third-party server that either we or maybe the phone networks can control to actually issue authentication tokens to caller ID numbers. So once you prove automatically that you control this phone number, then we will issue you a certificate that you can use to sign your phone calls, and you will add this essentially as another optional header of the call message. So truth in phone calls is the answer. Unfortunately, Adam thinks that implementing his solution is still years away. For Kim France, her robocalling nightmare came to an end just as suddenly as it began. I checked my phone, which I did, you know, because it was on silent now, so I wouldn't hear the ringing, but I checked my phone. And I noticed, you know, I saw all of the calls. Like every time you open up your call log, there's just a bazillion. And I saw them all there, but the last one was 10 minutes ago. And I thought, ooh, So I just waited and waited and waited and waited, and it just never started up again. 
In the midst of her ordeal, Kim reached out to a journalist who put her in touch with a phone security expert. He said that Kim's situation might have been even more disturbing than she first realized. And that's exactly what I thought the first time I heard about Kim France. Kim wasn't being called at random. She was actually being targeted. I'm not going to lie, that scared me. That was that was a weird feeling. I'm, I'm very successful in this real estate market. And I thought, well, I suppose it's possible, you know, that somebody is trying to target my business. But, you know, I, I was thinking back, like, who? Who would it be? And I literally can't think of one person that I have ever finished a transaction with that there were hard feelings left behind. So in the end, Kim's whole robocall frustration trauma ended a week and her life returned to normal for the most part. She still says she gets a shiver every single time the phone rings. Well, wouldn't you? But now she's become a woman on a mission. I'd like to, to talk to the lawmakers of this country and say, hey, this happened to me. And, you know, by, by some grace, it stopped after five days. But had it not, it would have been devastating to, to me. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Kim. As you know, when we call, it always says the Kim Commando Show. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. So, Adam, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners of the podcast? Never trust anybody who calls you that they're who they say they are, especially if they're a company. So, for instance, if you get a call from Chase or your credit card company, you should hang up and you should call the bank back on their established numbers because it's incredibly easy to spoof a caller ID, it's much more difficult to redirect a call to another number, to a number, to a phone that you control. That's for sure. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Adam and his team are working on solutions to the robocall plague, but it's going to take years for any permanent fix to be implemented. Until then, it's going to depend on all of us. We just have to be on guard against these scam artists. Educating ourselves, and especially our vulnerable family members, is our best weapon for now. There's no doubt that unsolicited robocalls are a bit of an epidemic. And I ran across a study the other day that say people in the United States receive an average of just 19 spam calls every single month. I actually think I get more than that. But whether it's an annoying telemarketer calling or a scammer looking to rip you off, these calls are certainly out of control, which is why the government actually came up with a new tool to try to stop them. There's a form over at the FCC's website where you can report the robocalls. Another way to try and stop these intrusive calls are with apps, actually special robocalling blocking apps. One of the top ones is called True Caller. Seeing an unknown number pop up on caller ID just might be enough to keep you from answering. But what if you're waiting for an important call and the number isn't on your contact list? Answering these calls is like playing Russian roulette. The caller may be a person you've been waiting for, or it could be that dreaded scammer. Well, you need to know a way before answering, and that's where True Caller, the app, can help. It's free, and it lets you find out who's behind that unknown number. But I do have to warn you that while the app is free to both download and use, there is a professional version that costs $2 a month to use. True Caller works by searching for the unknown number to find out who it is. It's a community-based spam list with over 250 million people involved. It's actually a pretty good resource to avoid answering these unwanted robocalls. Another app is called Hiya. Like True Caller, it helps you identify calls that you want to accept and block the calls and text messages that you'd like to avoid. The app is free with no ads, and it's extremely simple to use. And finally, there's Call Central Call Blocker. This app also blocks spam calls and calls from other numbers you don't want to hear from. 
But you can also block entire area codes, like say 888, if you're getting a ton of calls that you don't want from a particular location. And if you're worried about missing out on important calls, Call Central gives you your own personal whitelist and contacts protection to make sure that the people who you actually know do get through. You can find links to all of these apps over at my website at commando.com. And the article you want to find is called Three Awesome Apps That Block Unwanted Robocalls. And fortunately, there are some people trying to outscam the scammers. In the course of researching this episode, I came across a hacker active on Reddit who has created something called Project Mayhem. After receiving a scam IRS call, they decided to do something about it. He wrote a robocall program of his own and began flooding the scam call center with a message. It has been detected that you are a scammer. Because of this, we are now flooding your phone lines to prevent you from scamming additional people. This will not stop until you stop. Project Mayhem has made a YouTube video featuring the reactions of the scam artists once they realize that their phones have been hijacked. The results are pretty funny. Here, take a listen. Hello, this is Jason Brown from the IRS. How can I help you? Because of this, we are now flooding your phone lines to prevent you from scamming additional people. This will not Who are you first of all? I'm asking your name. It may not be a permanent solution, but I'm sure it feels good. And if you like this podcast, do me a favor right now while you're thinking of it. Head over to iTunes or Google Play and give us a five-star rating and a terrific written review. Just a few words is great because this helps more people find our podcast. And special thanks for everybody who helped me put this podcast together. Dan Riando, Kim France, J.S. Dubai, Adam Dupay, and of course, the mighty Mike James. Kim Commando is brought to you in part by Simply Safe. Thanks to Simply Safe, protecting your family is simple. Get 10% off at simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com.